Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Friday, August 19, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. Tomorrow's my birthday, so you can wish me happy birthday by uh, sowing into this ministry so we can dig more wells and help more people. That'd be an awesome uh, birthday present to me. I'm about to be 67. I've been rounding up all year long. I always round up. Don't ask me why. You know, maybe it's a guy thing or it's, I've always rounded my age up. You know, from the time I was a kid, I still round up. So I'm not 10, I'm 10 and a half. You know, anyway. Hey, thank you for uh, joining us with us with Eric Trump. I hope all of you caught that episode. If you didn't, it ran at eight o'clock in the morning Pacific time yesterday. So we're going to, um, so it's still on there on Rumble. It's a great interview. Uh, it's getting lots and lots of views, as you can tell. We covered, you know, as it turns out, Eric Trump is very, very, very open to the prophetic. You've got to hear him talk about the prophetic words that have been given to him. Uh, so um, this was no ordinary um, interview in that the prophetic is something that he's very interested in and loves. So that's very cool. Uh, anyway, I, I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, and now we're going to, you now know, or you you're about to know that Robin Bullock is our surprise guest. We tried not to announce his name ahead of time just for security purposes. So uh, without further delay, let's go ahead and bring in Prophets and Patriots and Robin Bullock. Here we go. Hey, welcome, my friend. Good to, t- oh. good to see you, Robin. Shalom. <laughs> I never know whether whether to call this intelligent uh, the next intelligence briefing or <laughs> or what because that that name was so catchy. But yeah, well, and and it it did what the Lord wanted it to do too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but He won't ever anything He ever tells us, Steve, is full of intelligence. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Whatever that's, he said, he can say hello and tell you more than you've ever learned. That's time. so true. Well, I was just telling you off the air, I had such a good time with Eric Trump on. It was the first time I feel so, so, so honored to have him on so someone awesome. of, of his level. But you know, I was stunned. I was literally stunned at how much he loves the prophetic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know you crossed his path when you were at the reawakening. Were you at the one this last weekend as well? Did you go to the second one? I'll just, I'll just refrain from talking about it. <laughs> Okay, okay. I have to right now, my friend. Okay, that sounds good. But that's that sounds you good. Are, you know. Well, you know, things are important to be kept secure and secret. So I, I appreciate that. So But I do have my cat curb pin on. Yeah, I know. I and my know. and my and my cat the mantle she gave me. And you know, after she gave me that, Steve, uh, you know, I could I was seeing I could see things all my life like that, you right. know, as far as angelic host and different things but it just amped up man wow. when, she, when she gave me that and it and i that's why i wear it all the time i don't think any of us have any idea i certainly don't because i don't i, I try not to de- to uh, decree a thing i try not to say i don't see but i don't see as much as i'd like to let's put it that way yeah you know um so but but when she describes what she walks around and observes all the time Oh yeah. And Um, that's just another level that other, another anointing that a lot of people don't know and don't see. And so you just have to, you know, God, God anoints people, everyone in the body, the the way they're, you know, the way they're receptive to, and they, and they can operate in that. 
Yeah. Do you know your your voice is like a a megaphone that that takes all the voices of the prophetic and begins to put them out there like that. Uh, you like you speak with the voice of many waters, you know. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting you put that. You know, I, through yeah. the years, because we, we're now year 25 of doing this. In fact, it's actually year 26. And mm. I used to complain to the Lord that I said, I don't want to be seen just as this guy that, that publishes the prophets. Well, I've grown to the point where I'm kind of going, you know what? I kind of like being the guy that publishes the prophets, you know, but I, believe it or not, that was a struggle for a long time. I wanted to be the guy that stood up in the microphone and gave the word. Well, I, I do still do some of that. I'm doing it in Bend in a week and a half or so. Uh, but right now, I kind of like the identity that I'm the, uh, the guy that brings the prophets together. So that was that's kind of cool. That's that awesome. A, that was a real work uh, in my heart, if you can even believe that, because... Because I ran from that. I didn't want to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's your happy place now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I thank God I thank God for you, my brother. I well, mean, and for all you do. Well, thank it's you. It's just really absolutely it's it's really excellent. And it's well, man, it, it gives a voice to so many, so much. Well, thank you. God bless you. Yeah. Well, listen, Robin. I know you've got something on your heart to, to jump off with. Um, I don't know what that is. I know God's talking to you about these days. So let me just throw it to you and see what God's well, coming to you. Well, you know, that uh, not long ago, uh, a matter of fact, it was August the 17th. And uh, this is what he said to me. I was uh, talking to him about some of these things and made a statement or two about some things. And he said, it was just this emphatic too, Steve. He said, no, it's not over. It's just beginning. Is, so he said, it's, I mean, it was just that plain. He said, no, it's not over. It's just beginning, says the Lord. And then he, I started thinking on it and he said, you know, listening to him. And then he went on to say, now is the time the past will meet the present. He said that statement. Then he said, the reason it seems like such a confusing time is because it is a time between God and his prophets. The call and mantle of the prophet has not been seen for so long wow. by the majority of the church and the leaders of the church is trying to judge something they know nothing about. And he said, it is a time of restitution and recompense. And this is what he said, and this will make sense in just a moment. And beware as the Lord comes from Edom and comes by Bozrah. Beware it's not your blood that he stains his garments with. Oh, and, that's a warning. You're saying yeah. beware. You're, that yes. you're saying be careful, beware that be, be careful that it's not your blood. Uh, that he stains his garments. Oh, that's profound. And uh, this is what he had told me. And um, I'll just go ahead and jump off into this yeah, if you want me to. It. Yes, go for it. On In Isaiah 63 is what we want to look at. Isaiah, you know, we can talk about all kinds of things, but until you hear what the Lord says or, and what God's talking about it, none of it really matters. Yeah. Because it, it, you're just you're just 
speaking news to each other, what's already happened. So, and speculation, but listen to what he says. He said this to me and, and gave me these words. He said, who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. And then the prophet asked, wherefore art thou red in thine apparel and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? And then the Lord answers, I have trodden the wine press alone. And of the people, there was none with me. For I will tread them in mine anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of, of my redeemed has come, is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger and make them drunk in my fury. And I will bring down their strength to the earth. That's, in, that's incredible, Robin. I'm, I'm seeing both anger and fury over oh, and over. My goodness. And, and see, the anger of God is God's driving passion to deliver. That's his anger. He's coming to deliver someone. And notice this, Steve. I want you to notice how this is written. It's a prophet and God talking to each other. It has nothing to do with anybody else speaking in here. It's between the Lord and his prophet. Interesting. And they're talking about this. And he said, there was no one else to stand with me. Only the prophet was listening. You're saying, said, when you're, saying that you're saying this is between God and Isaiah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. He was talking okay. to Isaiah. Notice it was them having a conversation. Okay. And it was about what was going on. He said, this, the day of vengeance is in my heart. And I, the recompense is, this is the year I'm going to do it. And he said, I'm coming to deliver his people. And the people that are staining his garments like he's been trampling the grapes is the people that have, have done the wickedness and withstood him. And notice the Lord said, I, I looked and there was no one with me. He said, so I tried the wine press alone. I did it alone. Steve, this is a resolute thing. The yeah, Lord, yeah. I mean, he has spoken. <laughs> and I will tell you this. This is what he told me was triggered and went into place, into motion when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Wow. He said, when they did that, this began. They triggered that right there, that prophecy. And it was now like they crossed in. He knew what his red line was, if you would. Yes. Human Man, terms. that's a good way to put they that. They crossed God's red line. And yeah. Said, that's it. That's it. Well, and, and this started. Well, I was on a program yesterday uh, with. Um, Is it uh, Fall Dave, Conservatives with David? And yeah, with David Stacey. and Stacy. Okay. And, and I had my lion staff down here. Okay. And, um, and I've, I've had it all this time, you know, but I carry the Eagle staff and, um, and, uh, I'll tell you about the Navajo thing that happened yeah. the other oh, day, yeah. but 
But anyway, I brought the lion staff because the Lord said, the time of the lion has begun. And, uh, you know, to win a war, you have to have the eyes of an eagle and the teeth of a lion. You have to have an air game and a ground game. And, and when they raided Mar-a-Lago, God didn't like that, Steve. That didn't set well in heaven. It didn't set well at all when they did that. You know, the scripture says, touch my, not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Well, they touched his anointing when they did that, his anointed, because uh, Trump is David. He's David. He began to be David when, uh, uh, when all of this, when Barack Obama's seal fell off of his podium. He began to take. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. It fell off and rolled away or something. It sure did. It sure did. And uh, see, Obama would love to be the Antichrist. He would love to be the anointed one because uh, they named him that, remember? Yeah. But he, he's not. And this will be, he's not, he can't be now because he is now Gog in the spirit. He became Gog. Interesting. And Interesting, uh, that's when he and landed Gog, all that cash. And define yeah. that for a moment. Gog was, is, you know, I've heard of it in Revelation. There's mm. Gog and Magog, but what yeah. do you mean he became Gog? Well, you know, uh, um, there was a young boy in Israel uh, several years ago. I think it was in 15, maybe. And uh, he, he had went to heaven. Well, he wasn't even a religious Jewish boy, and his family wasn't religious. They were secular Jews. You know the difference. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. And uh, But he started talking about heaven, and he started because he didn't go to synagogue, so he was making statements that he couldn't have known, and it caught the rabbi's attention. And he talked about things in heaven, and then he talked about a war that would come against Israel. And when they asked him, they said, uh, he said, well, who led the war? He said, it was someone named Gog. Really? And when that happened, man, it, uh, the red flags antennas went up on the rabbis. And uh, they said, they questioned him and said, and all about the war. And he described the war. And he said, well, who is... Uh, who is Gog? Do you know? He said, oh, yes, I know. They said, well, who is it? He said, it's Obama. Are you kidding? And he didn't know. He's just a young boy. I think he was 11 at the time or something. And I, I may be wrong about that, but you can look it up. Yeah. And he said he called his name. Well, I began to listen to that because the Lord put my prophetic antennas up quick. Yeah. And uh, I thought about that. And then I knew it was when he landed that, that pallet full of cash yeah. on the tarmac mm -hmm. and gave Iran the money to buy a nuclear weapon. He became Gog at that point. And so that is, uh, that's when he became it. So because it's as if he became chief of the war against Israel. That's yes. What Gog, that's what Gog was, you're saying. Yes. Yes. And now you see Russia, Iran, and Turkey lining themselves up 
and Iran has the money for a nuclear weapon. And uh, it was, that's who gave it to them. And uh, so anyway, um, I don't know how we got off on that, but well, me, I mean, me and God, you have a way of doing that. Well, yeah, we do. Is this, are, <laughs> is God's fury and anger burning against him, them, now God's, for what they're trying to do to well, Israel or what? God's fury, of course, Israel is always in the in the eyes of the yeah. Lord, but so is America, yeah. uh, because it's the only two nations created in the love of God. Israel was created because God loved Israel. America was created because we love God, and so that's why we're so closely linked together. And and when the Lord, when they raided Mar Lago, they don't know what they did. See, it's like a friend of mine told me, you don't have to, you don't have to defend a lion. Just open the cage. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to do. Just open the cage. The lion knows what to do. And the Lord had told me, you remember how he told me over and over, he said, soon the, the eagle will land yeah. and the time of the lion will begin. They triggered that. And so it's settled now. The eagle landing would represent settlement, okay. you know. It would represent settlement, and I believe that happened. I, I'm really leaning toward that happened when I was in Window Rock, Arizona. Okay. And uh, but everything became settled. It don't mean there won't be any more eagle. It means that it's settled. The issue settled. It, yeah, in my thinking, that's the way I see that. Okay. And then. Uh, the time of the lion began. Well, I don't think the time of the lion was supposed to begin right now. It was been a few months from now or a month or two from now. That's the way I had it in my spirit. But, Steve, they triggered it. So it's like God said, all right, it wasn't quite time, but that's enough. It well, when yeah, yeah, when they did that, it triggered Jeez. that event. And, and now he's coming the time of the lion and uh, on the flyover conservatives program I did, I was on yesterday. Uh, there's a prayer that I prayed at the end and it turned into a prophecy. And, and I'll never forget that it was that strong and it turned into a prophecy and I prayed and the Lord said, you will know when he enters the time when you'll know it by the wind the wind will begin to blow. And he talked about different things that would happen and it would be, you would know that the lion is entering the picture, but they triggered the time of it when that happened. And so now it has begun. The cage was open, so to speak. Well, I wondered if the fury is going to be greater uh, because of this. In other words, if something had to be, was so iniquitous, Mm -hmm. Then God changed his timetable, if you will. It seems like his fury would be greater at that point that you just well, read about. And you see, I hadn't thought of that, but that very well could be. Yeah. But the fury, the anger of God, and notice it said, my fury upheld me. Mm -hmm. His own fury upheld him. He was alone, yeah. trotting the wine press alone. Mm -hmm. But he said this, he said, the, the, it's the blood of his enemies. It's the blood of his enemies that's sprinkling his garment that looks like wine, a grapes splattering on him. And so the prophecy the Lord gave me was 
and I wrote down was beware that you're not one of his those people that well, stay. I was going to ask you about that. Is that a word only to the lost, or are there some who are among the believers who who this warning is for? Here's what I think. Okay. I believe that anything that's standing obstructing mm. what he intended on doing. See, Joe Biden was given every chance. The Democrat Party was given every chance. And they, they spewed it back in the mm. face of God so many times. And now you've got people like Obama. You've got uh, all these people that are upholding that false prophet, Harari that they're calling him a prophet. Steve, if they're calling him a prophet, then what is he a prophet of? And, and what is... Okay, now, to me, Robin is frozen, guys. Okay. So we're going to... Uh, we better kick him out so he can come back in. We don't know why he froze, but we get a lot of warfare when Robin's on because what he's saying is so important. Uh, you know, we used to sing a song in... And our old hymnal back in the 60s, you know, Gog and Magog, which is from the book of Revelation. Uh, it's very, very fascinating that uh, that he's saying that uh, Barack Obama is not only identified. Well, he, the, the little boy uh, identified him. Let's see what he says. Just texted Robin and John to come back in. OK, so we're we're, we're communicating on that. So but anyway, yeah, the little boy I went to heaven, learned about the coming war that and that it was Gog was going to be brought against Israel and when they asked the boy who do you know who Gog is he said yeah it's Barack Obama so uh and then Robin was saying when they uh unloaded a pallet I think it was even more than one pallet but it was uh, a pallet or pallets of cash when uh, Barack Obama was in office and they paid Iran off because they basically the supposed story was all of this money was theirs and they were going to give them back their own money uh but they had uh, been guilty of crimes against humanity and many many american deaths uh were on the hands uh the, the you know of iran and yet they paid them off okay we got you back yeah uh, i don't know what happened man yeah so you were mid-sentence and all of a sudden you froze so yeah so, i don't happen we have plenty here and there's nothing wrong here yeah so this uh, makes you wonder, don't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it okay. Does. Um, well, you know, let me say this too, Steve. This the Lord quickened this to me while we were kind of getting back on here. Is that I think, see, see what a prophet will do. It's just like me talking about the time of the lion. What happens is, is I, is a prophet will see the big picture. Yeah. You see the big picture, but it's like looking at the box of a puzzle. You see the big picture in the puzzle on the box. And that lets you know when you're looking at pieces, when it starts coming together. And so uh, you'll give the, I'll describe what I saw on the box. And people get all bent out of shape because they say, well, it don't look like that's happening right here, right now, right now. And there, they're, they're they're not looking at a puzzle that has to come together. Yeah. You know, it has to come together. I was looking at, um, at Ahab and Jezebel and the prophecies that were, were given, um, by Elijah 
In 1 Kings 21, you can see um, the different prophecies that were given. Let me just kind of go through yeah, that. If it's go for it. Um, when you look at, uh, let's see, 1 Kings 21, and it says, and Elijah said in verse 23, and object, well, let me back up. Verse 17, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise and go down and meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he is gone down, uh, whither he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, wow. even thine. Wow. Then he comes down in verse uh, 23, and he says, And of Jezebel also he spake the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Now, nobody could figure out how this was. Elijah saw the picture. He saw the whole image of what's happening. And then he told the image. And prophecies like this, Steve, become so radical that other prophets back away from it. Yeah. And they won't, they won't get involved. And anybody that's not a prophet is really scared of it. See, it's just like this. We see a big picture of the president, President Trump, which is the only president right now. That's true. Yep. The other is a technical machine that don't even belong there, just a jackal doing the bidding of someone over them. So you take the real president, and we prophesy what's happening, what's going to pass. Biden is not the president, and so on and so forth. And everybody says, ah, you know, just separate yourself. And those, I want to know, where are all the voices around Trump when he was in the office? No, we need to be back around him speaking. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. we be back around? And what people forget is it is prophets that advise kings, prophets that stay around kings. And prophets don't care if they're seen or not, just as long as they're in the king's ear saying what the Lord is saying. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me. As long as I'm saying what I'm supposed to say to the person I'm supposed to say it. It doesn't make me any difference whether you know it or not. Well, you know, when President Trump was physically in the White House, let's put it that yeah. way, there were swarms of pastors, apostles, prophets, whichever you, whatever they would be called, who wanted their photo taken around him. I didn't see a lot of prophets. Not prophets, pastors. Yeah. And see, prophets, where, where are the voices? Mm. See, people speak prophetically, but yeah. they don't make them prophets. Yeah. A mantle of a prophet is way different. And this is something the church don't understand because it was robbed of it about 30 years ago. And so people didn't want that anymore. They didn't want to hear what thus saith the Lord. They wanted to hear multiply your size of your building by your parking lot and figure out how many cars will fit in there. That was the big thing. Well, they all had church growth conferences, all about church growth, how to church grow. I remember I've been at those. <laughs> that was yep. the thing. Yeah, You're right. But see, a prophet's mantle is serious, Steve. 
Yeah, and it's not that the other mantles are not, but a prophet's mantle brings the court of Jehovah into the earth and, and will try politicians on the spot. It'll try kings on the spot. Yeah. And see, because a prophet sees the big picture, well, that can't possibly be so because we didn't see it. You're not a prophet. No wonder you didn't see it. But when you see it, and you tell it, then a prophet has stuck themselves out there saying, this is what I saw. And then you have to stand there and, and risk being called a false prophet, yeah. being ridiculed, because nobody can see it's a puzzle that will come together. So the one prophet or the two prophets or whoever many saw it, they just keep declaring it, keep declaring it, keep declaring it. And people say, you're crazy. It's not happening. And they don't let you on their shows. They don't bring you back on their programs. Because after all, you missed it, didn't you? And that's what they think. Uh, yeah. No, you yeah. didn't miss it. No, we didn't miss it. Yeah. Have you not ever heard when Paul told Timothy, contend for the mm -hmm. faith. Contend with that prophetic word that was heard. What the prophet saw was the end result and the will of God. What everybody else is doing is prophesying what they see. See, the 10 spies, uh, 12 spies went over into the promised land. 10 came back and all of them, two of them saw, 10 of them looked. That's it. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Yeah, you know, especially right after uh, November 3, I think was the date, mm -hmm. we began to hear CNN prophets is what I would call them. That's my term. This, mm -hmm. this is what's happening. This is the legal mm -hmm. things that are happening. Yeah. This is in the courts. And then when all the apparent uh, courts uh, decisions have been made and by the time January 20 came and went uh, then the CNN prophets were saying it's over now let's pray for the person in power that's that's where and I think that's what you're saying Those well were... here here is the thing my brother if if it was over then tell me why they keep trying to indict this man yeah why do they keep on and on and on and on why did Liz Cheney say let's make this clear we have to get rid of him we must get rid of Trump. Why do they just keep on and on? Because uh, it scares them yeah. that the anointing of God is on him. The mantle of president is still around his neck. Yeah. And and they no matter how you do it, you can't hang a dog tag around a jackal's neck saying president when he's not the president. This thing is, uh, and they know it. But now th it would take two hours to, to really talk about what they're doing spiritually, and they know that. But I want to tell you something. See, they look at this, we look at this prophetic picture, and I'm saying more than I think people may be hearing, but but I'm trying to convey it. You can yeah. hear it if I can say yeah. it. Yeah. I've just got to have the words. And so, Lord, help me. But in this puzzle, just like this with Elijah, he said, the dogs will lick your blood in the same place they did Naboth's blood because you killed him. And he said, also, Jezebel will be eaten by the wall. Nobody could see how that would come to pass. Nobody. And so all the prophets came together when Ahab was going. Ahab delayed 
the harvest by putting on sackcloth. And he began to pray and weep and call out to God right there because he told him, he said, well, whoever, you know, listen at the prophecy. You talking about a prophecy to give a king. Yeah. Listen to this. He says him that verse 24, him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs will eat and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. But there is, was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work the wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. Jeez. And he said, and it goes on to say he did very abominably in following idols, according to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes put on sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbles himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his day, but in his son's day will I bring the evil upon wow. us. So it was coming to his house. His repentance turned it. That's just like Isaiah 63 it was set for another time, but they triggered the event. And it depends on because men and God are their co-laborers. And this thing works depending on what men decide. You see what I mean? Well, yeah. And I'm, what I'm thinking about now is that all the people that were behind, it wasn't just the 30 agents that went into the compound or to Mar-a-Lago, but there was a whole host of people that supported those people Oh yeah, uh, back, back at the office, if you will. Sure. Are some of those people, uh, do some of those people need to repent quickly? They better do it fast, really fast. They, they better do it fast because the wind that's coming. Keep that in mind. The wind will tell the time he, the lion enters the scene. They triggered the time of the lion, and now you can almost hear the pads of his feet as it hits the ground, running. But the wind ahead of him will foretell what's about to happen. So just remember that. I think if I was in that group, I'd be on my face. I'd be saying, Lord, forgive me. I think I'd be repenting my, like Ahab did. I mean, yes. he was a wicked, wicked, he wicked was man. the most wicked. Yeah. Nobody he, had ever done what he had done. I mean, how would you like to be going down in history as the most wicked man? Right. And I was not aware of it to the degree he had repented. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't until you read that. I was not aware of that. So that means there are people that are really doing wickedness, even up to this moment, who maybe have a moment. That could do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't think it's going to go over a couple months. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the timeline on it. Yeah. I just know I saw the big picture of what's coming and the time of the lion has begun. The arrival of the lion will be heralded by the wind. And we need to remember that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And how that plays out. Yeah. But I know he gave me a warning. See, every law was broken, broken to do that. What they did. Yeah. Everything ethical was violated. Everything but when when God they came to God's anointed king and touched him, that was it. They opened the cage of that lion. Have you ever seen a jackal run from a lion? 
<laughs> they can't probably can't outrun oh it. my goodness it, it, a, a pack of jackals is no match for a lion and he's coming and um so anyway and then the big picture see ahab repented yeah then notice this then it comes down into the next part of the story now these are prophets who couldn't see the puzzle mm -hmm. and so it gets down in here and it gets to the next chapter in chapter 22 of first Kings. And it says that, uh, Jehoshaphat, it said it continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. Then a war came up and it came to pass on the third year that Jehoshaphat, the King of Judah came down to the King of Israel. So they joined forces and now watch this. And he says, um, he, he says, my chariots are your chariots, my horses, are your horses. Jehoshaphat does. He's a godly king. And then it says this, Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Ahab, inquire, I pray thee at the word of the Lord in, in uh, today. He said, is there not a prophet that I can inquire? I said, let's inquire of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men. And unto them, uh, and said unto them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? Every prophet said, go up, go on up. The Lord will deliver you uh, them into your hands, and so forth. Then in verse 9, now listen what he says. Well, go to verse 8. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, uh, no, verse 7. And Jehoshaphat said, is there not a prophet of the Lord here besides these? Because they're all prophesying the same thing. Is there not another one that we may inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. <laughs> he said, I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And so they brought him up, and Micaiah told him, and he starts to tell him the story. He said, Go on up. The Lord will deliver you, uh, them into your hands. He said, now, how many times have I asked you something? And you would you've told me this. He said, now, tell me the truth. And Micaiah said, I saw spirits talking beside the throne of the Lord. And one of them said, I'll go down and deceive Ahab into going into Ahab into going to war. And he said, okay, go be. He said, how will you do it? He said, I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of their prophets of his prophets. Wow. And when he did the, the other prophet that had put horns on his head, well, that symbolizes Baal. And he says, with these, will you push your enemies out? Micaiah said, it's a lying spirit. And that guy slapped him across the mouth. Micaiah said, you'll see it's true. The day you go into an inner chamber. And, and so they go to war. Ahab believes the prophecy of Micaiah so strong. He says, uh, told the king of uh, King Jehoshaphat, he said, change clothes with me. Or you wear your kingly robe, I mean, and I'll change clothes with a soldier. And they won't know who I am. But you wear your kingly robes in the battle. Well, that you know, I wouldn't have done that. But he went. And the enemy had been told, don't deal with anybody else, small or great. Kill Ahab kill the king of Israel, but they couldn't find him. So nobody saw how this prophecy could come to pass.
They locked Micaiah up in a dungeon and said, if, he, if, if I make it back, then he's dead. And so he's out there. And an archer drew a bow at a venture and just shot it into the air. And it came down and hit Ahab in the joints of the harness. And when it did, Ahab managed to fight his way through the battle to the end of the day. And then he, they took him back and he died at evening. They took him back by the well where Naboth's blood was spilled. They buried his body, but then they took his chariot. It never said Ahab would be in the chariot. It said the dogs would lick his blood up. So they took him to the well, washed out the well where Naboth's blood was, and the dogs came up and licked up the blood around the chariot. And all of a sudden, the pieces of the puzzle began to come Jeez. together. Wow. But other prophets didn't believe it. And so they had to let Micaiah out of the dungeon because his prophecy was so. What you've got is a lot of people that don't believe the big picture that we saw. But they will see in the day. Oh, they can't see how the puzzles are going together. But I will tell you now something. Right now, there's an archer pulling a bow at a venture. And right now, he'll let it go and just it won't be long. He'll just shoot it into the air, hoping it hits something. And it will hit it in the joints of the harness where it all joins together. And it'll come flying apart. And when it does, the rightful king will be in place. Amazing. This is the way it's going to go. And, and if you, and if, if people don't have the nerve to believe it, the scripture says, believe the prophets and you will prosper. And so I'm telling you the big picture, all the, the prophets saw, I am not backing away. I know what the Lord said. I will give you two trumps and a third. If you ask me how, what that means yet, I think I know, but we will see. But I'm telling you now, everybody just hold on and get ready. You've never seen the war between the jackal and the jackals and the lion. You've never seen that yet, but it's about to happen. I mean, I, I, I laugh with almost glee because you want to see, you know, at the end of the movie, any movie you want to see righteousness win and the good guys and, and, and what you're describing is the lion being let out of the cage and taken off after the, there's no contest. There's Dave, no he's, contest. he's coming. I can hear in the spirit, like Elijah heard the sound of the abundance of really? rain. Really? You can almost hear the pads of the lion's feet hitting the ground. He's not walking into this thing. Now he's running toward this thing. And the time of the lion has begun. And, and I had to stop. I'm having to navigate prophecy right now. I honestly am. I'm having to navigate it. See, I remember when Barack Obama and the Democrat Party, uh, when they changed the prophetic timeline and threw us 28 years into the future. That's why Obama's eight years of presidency, it felt like we had our head in a bag screaming. Yeah. And nobody could listen. I mean, nobody could hear us. They're changing timelines. But in Daniel 7, it says that the enemy seeks to change laws and times. He knows what he's doing. 
These people are in the occult. They're in the occult. The hierarchy controlling this are into Satanism, Baal worship, and they are they believe in the prophecy. The church don't. And they're trying to change the times and seasons while they tell everybody else listening, don't even believe in God. They believe in him. And when you say they believe in the, pro the prophecy, what what is it that they believe that you're referring to okay. that they're trying to change? If you can okay, just we, okay, we will give it, I'll give it uh, some clarity here. Okay. okay. In the days of Ahab and Jezebel, okay, and you've heard me talk about some of this before, mm -hmm. but in the days of Ahab and Jezebel, Ahab was the king. Jezebel had the power. Mm, right. During their time, there was a huge land scandal. Someone was murdered during their time. That's Naboth's vineyard. And Naboth was killed, murdered, okay, uh, for selfish reasons of the king. Okay, during their time, Baal worship grew to a huge place, and children were being sacrificed by, I don't, by the hundreds. Okay, during their time, um, uh, he, he was wounded in the middle of his kingship, but he managed to hold himself up to the end of the day. At the end of the day, he died. When he died, his wife decided she was going to run the kingdom. So she went back to run the kingdom. But God raised up a war captain named Jehu. Jehu means, uh, and Jehu was the grandson of Nimshi, which means freed from a restraint. Oh, wow. Freed from a restraint. So Jehu comes driving furiously across the land. He's a war captain. And he's kind of liberal because he was Ahab's captain. He comes charging across the land. And during his time, uh, uh, Jehu's time, the prophet didn't wouldn't anoint him as king. He sent another prophet to anoint him as king. And so you, you see all of this happening. Mm -hmm. Jehu comes across the land furiously. He gets to the wall of Jezreel. He looks up and, and Jezebel walks out on the wall and starts to debate him. They have a debate. And Jehu yells out and says, who's with me? And the Bible said two or three eunuchs stepped out and threw her off the wall. Her blood splattered against the wall. He ran over her. Wow. Went in for a time. He, he disappeared for a time and went in and ate a meal. Came back out and said, bury her. He sent somebody and said, bury her because she was the daughter of a king. When they got out there, there was only, only her skull, her palms of her hands, and her feet left because the dogs had eaten her. And it said, Jehu said, according to the word of Elijah. In other words, it all, they had all been talking about the prophecy that all the prophets said wouldn't happen. And all of a sudden, it, the whole picture came together. Wow. And Jehu reigned in the land for 28 years. Israel had peace. And he did away with Baal worship. Now, fast forward, and the word Jezreel means God sows. God sows seed. So let's try, So something happened that day that would come up at a later date. In the nation connected to Israel. So we get up to modern times in 92. 
uh, Bill Clinton became president, but everybody knew his wife had the power. During their time, there was a huge land scandal. Somebody was murdered. Oh, yeah. And after they were murdered, they vacationed at Martha's Vineyard. There was a vineyard involved. Oh, wow. Then right after that, then Ahab, Bill Clinton, got wounded in his office in the middle of his second term. He was impeached. But he managed to stay in office until the end of his term. So he stayed in his chariot to the end of the day. At the end of his term, he left, but his wife decided she was going to run the kingdom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she goes back to run for president. But the Lord raised up a war captain, John McCain, who was famous for being freed from a restraint. Oh, look at that. My and goodness. so he comes uh, campaigning across the land. But now watch, he has a debate with her and her people realizes he can't, she can't beat him. So they throw her, her own people throw her off the wall and put up one of those three eunuchs in her place, Barack Obama. Oh my God. And they propped him up in her place. So at that point, the harvest and the what happened at Jezreel, the timeline was changed. They seized it like Daniel 7 talks about. And the 28 years that Jehu would have stopped abortion, all of that, the 28 years that we would have had since it was stolen, there was no precedent for it. And it threw us 28 years in the future and we didn't know what to do. And Barack Obama was one of the eunuchs who shouldn't have been president. And so now he's calling the shots and we've got our head in a bag screaming and nobody can hear us. And so they're operating on that stolen 28 years. Well, 28 is the number of eternity. And so they stole the 28 years and he's operating ahead of the light in the future because God's people gave him the 28 years when they voted for him. And so now he's, he took off eight years of that and so on. And so now he's in the middle of his term. So that's how they stole the timeline. That's the way they got it. And they knew what they were looking for. That's not a, that's not a coincidence. These people are in the occult and they study times, seasons, so they can change laws and times. They believe in this. Now, let me give you another example. If you want me to, I'll give yeah, you this. Please do. Yeah. And by the way, you've been saying that we we were thrown 28 years in the future. You've been saying that for a long time now. Done. I never understood what you were meaning by that until today. I thought, what is he? I, I didn't get it. So now yeah. I understand what you're saying. So and see and see the real the real point to it is that those who did it knew what they were doing. They knew they were going to steal that 28 years. But there was no prophets recognized in the land to see it. So it, the king couldn't be warned what was coming. Mm. And nobody was talking about it. 
And so they were able to grab. It's just like, see, the body of Christ can move time around. Uh, yeah, I never thought of it in those terms. Really? Yeah, yeah, Hezekiah, remember? Yeah. He, he uh, Isaiah said this to him. Said, where do you want the do you want God to turn the 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 clock back ten degrees or forward ten degrees? Listen what Hezekiah said. He said, It's an easy thing to move it forward. Let's move it backward. In other words, going forward is a it's an easy thing, really? Okay. Going into the future is an easy thing. So they must have experienced this a lot. Mm with the prophets because yeah, prophets yeah. guided Kings. And, but he said, go into the past and change it. Nobody can do that. And so God moved the clock back and changed Hezekiah's outcome and changed it. Wow. And it was, and it was asked of the King notice it's between the King and his prophet. Nobody else was involved. And so when it, when it comes to dealing in these things, it's always kings and prophets, kings and prophets, nobody else. And so because the prophet brings the court of heaven into the king's life. And so he, and that's the mantle of a prophet, not prophetic. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Uh, CERN in Switzerland, CERN, Switzerland, that big hadron. Uh, Collider that's yeah. there. Okay. Um, watch this. Okay. And, and I ask about this because in 2016, I think it was in September, I gave the first word of the pandemic that was coming. And I didn't have, this is in 2016. I said, there is coming a sickness into the earth and it will be a harvest for the children of the wicked one. And it was going to be a, 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 a hard sickness that would come in. Okay. However, I said it, it was yeah. a sickness. Okay. That was in September, 2016. What I didn't know was that in, uh, I think it was June, maybe let's see, January, February, March, April, May. yeah, June of 2016. I believe this is the date. Now you can check it out for me, but they did that play dedicating that rail tunnel mm -hmm. it's okay in that tunnel they showed the, the thing began underground and heads of state were there suits and ties but here's the play they came through with wagons fallen angels were coming down out of this cave they were pulling wagons where chained up humans were they were abusing uh, uh I mean, it was horrible the way they were showing. And this goat man was running around underground and they showed all this. You could hear the voices and the yells and all this going on. It's hell. And they come up and then suddenly this stops. They, they come out on the upper side and here comes all their workers marching up out of the tunnel in prison, orange suits when they get up there, they just stop. And then the spirit hits them and they start ripping their clothes off and they're standing there in their underwear. I mean, all of men, women, and the heads of States with suits and ties are smiling and nodding. Everything's going on. And so when they do these other workers climb up on this, 
these ropes and they try to break through a glass wall. When they finally break through the glass wall, the goat man comes out of the wall, showing they're trying to free him from the underground prison. And when he comes through the wall, then he comes out there and watch this. You hear all these noises and all this screaming and these eyes show up on a screen. and It's just hellish things. And they start covering people with shrouds, covering them with shrouds, and they just lay down. Then these three big-headed men come up and bow to the goat man and bow down to him. Now, this is their dedication of their rail tunnel. The same company that a few, not, not too long in this time frame, uh, a human sacrifice was caught on camera being offered there. And so all this is going on. And the goat man that came out of the glass wall is the mythological uh, god Pan. That's who came out was Pan. When Pan came out, shrouds were placed on the people. And in 2016, they prophesied the pandemic that would oh, kill wow. oh, people wow. to come. And they had planned it, Steve. That wasn't a ceremony. It was a ritual to bring the panic to the demographics and bring it on the scene. And they unleashed that spirit out of hell. That was the, the ceremony that did it. Now, we say, could they have known what they were doing? Well, why didn't they do uh, a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or something? Yeah. Or their, why didn't they do some kind of other? Yeah. But they did that. Okay. So what is the prophecy they think they're doing? What are they looking at? It's in Revelation 9. Revelation chapter 9. This is the prophecy that they're dealing with. The sooner God's people realize is they know what they're doing, we need to learn what, what we're doing. So here is the here is the prophecy of Revelation 9. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And you come on down here and look at verse 11. And this is amazing how this shows up in Revelation 9-11. 9-11, it says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. His name was Apollyon, Apollyon, that big hadron collider is built underground in a portal circle where they fire the elements around the particles to collide. And it's built on the temple of Apollo. It's on the temple of Apollo. 
And they said, if we can open the dimension, something may come through it. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. And every time they fire it up, they see the hideous faces on the other side of that place. They're looking, they're trying to unleash these beings. They know it exists. And they know it's there. And they know it's evil. They they know it's evil. They know it's evil. And so you you have to remember, uh, built on the temple of Apollo, how about this? Right outside their offices is the god Shiva, the the four-armed Hindu god of destruction that's right outside that. And it's got cobras coming out from under its arms. And get this, and now it's being proven that COVID is the same enzymes as snake venom. And some say cobra venom and crate snake venom. And the only things that would fight it, the government turned away from us, is uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which is actually doubles for anti-venom against snake venom. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, and the only thing they give you that's authorized by the government to give for COVID is shots of remdesivir, which has the same enzymes as cobra venom or has the same stuff in it. So it's, and and get this, it, it was, it's said, and I'm just telling you, people yeah, need to answer yeah. these questions. If this is not true, then bless God, tell us what is going yeah. on. Because if it's not true, there's something that makes it look like it's true. Mm-hmm. When all this started out, I used to tell people in my own circles, I said, there's something far more sinister here. It's way more sinister than we're looking at. Now, we start to see these things like this. The CDC has oh, over four, uh, uh, 400 testing sites at the water supply systems around the nation. And they go in saying, they don't let anybody go in with them. They block it off. And they're saying that we're having to test the wastewater for COVID. You don't test the wastewater. That's after people's had COVID. Yeah. And it passed through their system. But once they leave there, they can tell you where the next spike is going to happen. Where the next spike will happen. And the only thing someone, and there was somebody dropped a bombshell and accused one, and accused this to one very famous uh, interviewer and said, it's being put in the water supply. They're putting it in water supplies, cobra venom, synthetic enzymes. And so they can predict what area it's going to happen. He went further and said they first tested it and they did it in native American reservations. That's why they were so decimated by it. Now, if all this is not true, somebody needs to be answering some questions. And how come uh, remdesivir and all those drugs don't do anything for COVID? Yeah, I had an ICU nurse that I know of. She said every time, most times they give, and she had she was instructed to give remdesivir if somebody came in uh, yeah. with COVID. She said yeah. they all died. They almost all died. You all give them died. That, they're going to die. They'll she die. Gave it, 
she had to give it to a person and this person was pleading please i'll do anything if you get me you know if you can help me and, and this nurse said to this i'll just say his name is john his name wasn't john but john you're dying you just need to get right with god because you're dying you're going to die because she knew she'd given him rendesivir and she knew yeah. what because she was right. instructed to do that that's right. Know what it did. I'm just telling you. So okay, okay. Well, and and this gets deeper, Steve. Yeah. And the Lord had told me. He said it's time to start telling the people, uh, talking about prophecy, in the in the spirit. What's happening? I have to begin to address these things. Yeah. Now think about it. Under uh, this is the this is the company CERN that showed the pandemic before it happened. Then this is the uh, also the ones that has Shiva, the god of destruction, on their property, with the cobras coming out mm -hmm. from its arms, and this is the same uh, statue that sat at the head of the World Health Organization, the WHO, when they met with China, and why do they have a Hindu god sitting up on the end of their table, and then this is the same one that old they. Uh, they portrayed Obama on the cover of Newsweek, yeah. I think in 2010, and called him the God of all things. Yeah. Or goat, God of all things, goat. And so all of this is happening on the temple of Apollo while it's going on, while they're trying to open the bottomless pit. And they're seeing the faces on the other side. Now, does all of, is all of that a coincidence? I mean, can it be, can't a, be a coincidence? There would be no point. You know, we showed that picture of Obama one time with that thing. But well, he, he posed for that picture. Well, to, and then, yeah, and then the, the uh, when they offered the human sacrifice that was caught on camera at CERN, when they, when they did that, it was under the statue of Shiva. It was under that that statue, the Hindu God of destruction with the cobra out from under it. This thing is done on purpose and people just cannot fathom. Well, and there's something in their thinking, their doctrine, their, their way that they, there's the picture of that where they have to tell you what they're doing. Like they've decided that they're going to tell you in advance what they're doing. Isn't that what sure. we know the deep state? There it is. You see that? Mm -hmm. And it says, and no, notice what's in his hand, the world, the military, the money, housing. And then he has medicine in his lower left hand. And then a dove in the middle hand on the left side, which is he won the Nobel Peace Prize for nothing. For nothing. And it says, can one man do all of this? And he's called God of all things or G-O-A-T. And all of this is going on while they called him the anointed one, while they called him the savior, while they did this. And now he calls this clown who, uh, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, he's calling this guy the prophet. And uh, Klaus Schwab's calling him the prophet. And everybody's referring to him as the prophet. And this guy openly said, listen what he said. Now, this is what people have to get in their minds. He openly said, he said, to start with, we don't believe in a God above the clouds. 
We don't look, no, we don't look to the God above the clouds. We look to the cloud, the cloud we created, IBM cloud, the Microsoft mm -hmm. cloud. Then he goes on to say the day will come. He said, humans are hackable animals. Yeah. And he said yeah. in 2020 is where men agreed to be surveyed under their skin. Now, what's he talking about? Then he, he says the day will come when we will find out why do we need humans? And then he said, well, why do we need so many humans? Now, Steve, this is really deep. Now, what I'm about to say, I want, I want all the audience to listen to what I'm saying. Listen to this prophet talk to you a minute. He said, listen to the man's verbiage. Why do we need humans? Why do we need so many humans? Humans are hackable animals. Then he says this. Now, listen what he says. He said, all the God of the Bible managed to create was trees, uh, tomatoes, giraffes, and humans. All the God of the Bible. Now, this is what he says. All the God of the Bible managed to create was organic life. He said, we're going beyond the God of the Bible. He said, uh, in, in the God of the Bible in the Old Testament, and he names who the, God, who the real God is. In the Hebrew Bible, it says that God would get angry. There would be no more rain. He said, but now in Israel, we can produce our own water. We don't care how mad we make God. It don't matter anymore. Now, listen to what he said now. Everybody knows that's all blasphemous, you know. Right. Okay, but now watch this. You've got to hear the deeper conversation. If you don't know what you're listening for, you'll never hear it. Yeah. This is, if I had a, if, if I used to say, say uh, there was a, a manufacturing plant, and I go over here, and I start a, a plant, and I'm trying to put people and compare my plant to their plant. And there was a guy over there named uh, George that I knew. And I said, well, all George managed to do at that plant was just create an incentive program that people could be promoted. We're going to do better than George did. Okay. That means I knew there's another plant and I knew a man that ran it. This spirit, this man says this. He says, we don't look to the God above the clouds. He never says there's not one. We don't look to this. We don't look to that. And then he says, all the God of the Bible managed to create. This is somebody who knew him. Wow. Somebody who was there when God made trees, plants, wow. animals, and people. Listen how he talks. He, that spirit speaking through him, and he was there when God made the trees. And he's speaking of him in the first person. He knew him. And so he, and that's the way he always brings God up in every conversation. God of the Bible always comes up. People need to notice that. Then he says this, we don't care how mad we make him anymore. 
wait a minute. We don't care how mad we make him. He's going to care. Yeah, but he knows him. He knows him. That spirit knows him. How can yeah. you talk about making somebody mad you've never met? Yeah. And, and if he's not real, why speak of him? So then he says this. He says, we, we, we don't care how mad we make him. He said, we're going to go beyond the God of the Bible. We're going to create cyborgs. We're going to make merge machine and man. This is what we're going to do and go beyond the God of the Bible. He said, we went beyond him when we made water systems that no matter if there's a drought or not, we can still purify water. Now listen to that spirit talk. This man they call the prophet is in tune with a spirit. Yeah. And he's, he's possessed with a demonic spirit. Somebody's going to poke that the right anointing, get in front of him and poke that he'll manifest that devil in front of the world. And the Jewish people believe he's like a false prophet or Messiah or something. And why does Obama who followed, who followed, uh, Saul Alinsky and the rules for radicals, which is dedicated to Lucifer. Why does he call him the prophet? And Mark Zuckerberg listens to the prophet. All of these talk to this guy, the prophet. And when they all gather together, this guy's the speaker. They listen to him. He's a homosexual that absolutely, you can hear the spirit he's channeling. You can hear what he's possessed with and watch him. But I want the people listening to him to know, know this, that if he's sitting on a set and suddenly the urge to use the bathroom hits him, then he's either going to get up and go to the bathroom or he's going to make a mess right there in that chair, which puts him in the, in the, the category of a kindergartner. Yeah. Or an infant. Mm -hmm. because when he said all God managed to do was create organic life, well, isn't he part of the organic life he made? Mm -hmm. Well, then he has to monitor his own body or he'll die. He has to, and he's aging every day. Mm -hmm. And when he's dead and gone and rotted and becomes worm fodder, God will still be alive, mm -hmm. still be here. What he is, is they're talking about, remember Lost in Space with mm -hmm. the Robinsons oh, yeah. and Robbie the Robot, Danger mm -hmm. Will Robinson? Mm -hmm. yeah. All this guy's talking about is making a remote control robot and saying, look, we have gone beyond God. Which we is have stupid. That's just, uh, that's just stupidity, you know. Well, who he said God created is his mouth talking. Yeah, yeah. Because without the God of the Bible, he would have a mouth, wouldn't have a mouth at his own admission. Well, you know, there's that scripture. I think it's in Romans. It says, though they knew God, I don't have it memorized. Though they knew God, they chose not to glorify him nor obey him. And I don't, that's, that's a paraphrase. And they, did, they yeah. didn't retain him in their thinking. Yeah, that's what And he was. gave them over to a reprobate mind, yeah. the scripture yeah. says. Yeah, so now, see, the people that are listening and laughing at this guy talking, Mm -hmm. See, they would ban you from YouTube mm -hmm. 
if you said the things he's saying, you wouldn't be able to stay on. You'd be considered conspiracy. But now they're openly talking about making cyborgs. They're openly talking about it. They're saying we're going to build this. We're going to do this. And then you have Klaus Schwab standing up saying we know more about, we can solve their problems. We know more about living, in other words, than they do. And all of this. And now they're actually trying to bring the Antichrist and the false prophet on the scene. They're openly doing it. They believe the prophecy the church won't. While they tell everybody else don't believe in God at all. But why, if they don't want you to believe in God, then why is this guy, why does this clown constantly bring God into the equation? That's a good point, Robin. And wow. every time he speaks, he confirms there is a God. Yeah. Every time he talks. You see where we are? Yeah, I mean, that's that Romans, the thing again, though they knew God. So it's like he, it's a confusing uh, scripture because why, if you knew God, if you know God, would you not serve him? But though they know God, they know, how does that go? You you know that scripture. Well, see, the God. reprobate mind yeah. would be that spirit that's talking through him. Okay. See, he's given himself to that spirit. Yeah. A prophet. Why would they call him, Steve, a prophet? A prophet deals in spiritual matters. A prophet deals in the future and the spiritual matters. Mm. A prophet deals with God and divinity and all of this. And that's why he constantly talks about God. He, This devil that's in him, this demon, knows God. He remembers him. And he's, and, and he's trying to deceive the world into thinking that we're going beyond the God of the Bible. Mm. And so the God of the Bible actually created the organic mouth that the guy's speaking out of. And so there was a guy on a, on a reality show the other day that Krista showed me. She said, you need to see this, Dad. And he was painted up like he was in the occult. I mean, if he's not in the occult, he needs to fix what makes him look like it. Yeah. Because of the makeup, the way he was wearing it and all. And he and on this reality show, I don't know what it was, or I'd tell you, I don't see reality shows, yeah. but but uh, I'm watching the biggest reality show in, in existence right now. Yeah. yeah, in the in the political realm, and so he's sitting there talking to this girl, and and you get voted on and off of this show, so he's he's sitting there and he said, well, even Jesus lost said, everybody's got to lose. Even Jesus lost. And the girl said, what? What? You could see it on her face. What? Why bring Jesus up? And then you know what he said? Oh, okay. So he rose from the dead. Blah, blah, blah. He still lost. Now, what is that? Why bring, <laughs> why bring the Lord into it? And then remember this scripture. It says, a spirit from hell, a demonic spirit, cannot say that Jesus has come in the flesh. Mm -hmm. can, they can say that. Okay. Harari, that keeps admitting to the God of the Old Testament, when they ask him about Jesus rising from the dead, he said, that's fake news. 
That's fake news. See, he can acknowledge God, but he can't acknowledge Christ, Jesus Christ. He can't acknowledge the anointed one. And it, he's demon-possessed. Yeah. But what I want the audience to see is you're dealing with the whole spiritual scenario that they know what they're doing. Well, so, his, his first name is Noah, if I'm remembering that right. It's you know, Yuval. Yeah. Is, is Noah part of his name? Yeah, Yuval Noah Harari. So as Noah, you know, even as there's, he almost can't get away from the fact that Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, a, so will it be yeah. know, in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And so, uh, and it, yeah, it, and see, and 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 this is, I, I know I'm I'm back to that point again okay. that I used to try to make way back years ago. Something far more sinister is happening. Yeah. See. If it's not so, and they're not in this, why did Hillary Clinton invite two of the most powerful witches in the world to the White House when she was there? Why did they hold a seance in the White House where they conjured the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt and she channeled it? If they don't believe in the, the occult, why? Why do they do that? But if they do believe in the occult, and they do, they are on the side of, of darkness, then that explains CERN. That explains yeah, yeah. why they're symbolic over Apollo's temple, why uh, 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 Shiva is out front. That explains why they did the ritual of Pan coming up and causing a pandemic. It would explain why Obama was called the anointed one, why he was called the savior. It would explain why that this guy's called the prophet. It would explain why all of this is happening in the spiritual aspects of which it's happening if they know what they're doing. See, it's always been a fight between this. Now watch this. Let me lay something even heavier on you, and I don't know how this is going to go over. I don't even know what anybody's going to say about it. We won't worry but about that. We can talk but, politics all day. Yeah. But let's, what is behind it? Yeah. Okay. When Jesus, no, well, let me, no, let, let me, let me say this. In Genesis 3.15, the prophecy of the Lord was given by the Lord himself. Now, when the Lord gives a prophecy out of his own mouth, then you know, listen to what he said, Genesis 3.15. This is at the fall of man, when man sinned and the serpent was involved. He says this, after he fell, listen to what he says. Verse 15, the Lord God said, I will put enmity or war between you and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, he's prophesied the seed of the woman to come, which is Jesus, and the crucifixion. But Steve, he mentioned the seed of the serpent as if we should know what he was talking about. Oh, oh, okay. And he said the seed of the serpent as if everybody standing there knew what he was talking about. Now think about that. 
Where in means, the world then. What is did yeah. the seed of the serpent come from? And I began to, I, I started studying. I had to know. You know, inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. And I, so I go before the Lord, where did the seed of the serpent? Can you see that, that the Lord prophesied the seed of the serpent? Yeah, it's right there. I never thought of it. He, he stated it as a fact, prophesied the seed of the woman, what he was going to do to his seed. That was the prophecy, but the two seeds, the seed of the serpent was a fact. He stated that. Yeah. It never and that was me. the Lord God. The Lord God said it. And so I thought, where did that seed come from? How did that seed get into the earth? Well, I don't know what time we got, but I'll tell you this. It goes back before Adam was created. And this is the great prophecy they are living on. That's what all of this is about. If we believe in our God from the day of Genesis and creation, they believe in theirs from the day he planted the serpent seed. Remember Saul Alinsky said, I dedicate my book to the original rebel, Lucifer. They, communism was a mask because Karl Marx was a Satanist. Communism is just a mask to hide the fact that there's a God. So that Satanism that he practiced could be instituted. And so if we believe in our God from the beginning, they believe in theirs from the fall of the beginning. Yeah. And people understand that but the lord said here there's two seeds at war the great prophecy oh it's too heavy isn't it? i should well, go i mean on. there's there's a scripture that says it's in the new testament it says that when he said seed he didn't say seeds but he said seed which was a singular word which meant jesus but yes. is, is there an equivalent uh, of of a seed singular that you're talking about on satan yeah, see, what happened was this, that in the world before Adam, this was before Adam was created. Jeremiah 4 talks about it. It talks about there were, there were fruitful places, there were birds, there were cities, but there was no man. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 4 gives that whole prophecy. He talks about the world that was, and he said there wasn't a man yet. And so in those days, what happened was, was Lucifer, which means light bearer. The Bible calls him in Ezekiel 28, uh, or, or Isaiah 14, calls him the son of the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the son of the morning. Well, the scripture calls Jesus the morning star. And this angel is the son of the morning. This mm -hmm. was, Lucifer was Jesus' personal angel. That was his personal angel, just like you have one, I have one. Mm -hmm. That was his. And so a man rises or falls to his own master. That's why Satan had to face Jesus on the Mount of Temptation, because that was his master at one time. And so he had to face him there. Now, before there was a man created, Steve, what it was, this is the way it was. And the rabbis know this. They teach this. They've taught it for thousands of years, that there was a crystalline canopy that surrounded the earth. It was thin metallic plates that kept the earth a paradise on the inside. Only let so much ultraviolet rays and so forth. 
And so there is something in the scripture, and I'm, I'm doing this quick. There's something in the scripture called the stones of fire. I've heard about that. And yeah. in the stones of fire, it says that Lucifer walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. And what that means is, is it's revelations of God, revelations, stones of fire, living stones of revelation, knowledge of God. And Lucifer, his job was the light bearer. He was anointed to do this. So he would walk up and down and find a revelation of God. Hmm. He'd pick that revelation up. And the scripture said, instead of a heart, he had a tambourine that beat inside his body. Said he had timbrels. As you have a heart. He has a timbrel. And he had shofars and pipes that came from his body. And he would take that revelation, lift himself up to the center of the earth. And he would sing the revelation. The rhythm of life would start beating that timbrel. The, the wind of the spirit would sound the frequencies that would go out into the earth. And it would hit that metal plate. And science says whatever hit it would go all the way around the earth. And so it would begin to lay the foundations for things from the revelations of God. Well, the day came that he's walking up and down in the stones of fire. And he finds the revelation of the man that's coming. And he looks at the revelation and he realizes, wait a minute. I don't need the fruitful places. I don't need the mountains. I don't need the trees. I don't need any of this. This being in the revelation says he will be in the image and likeness of God. He will, God will visit him. God will give him authority over everything he made with his hands. The wow. only thing above this creature is God. And it, it filled him with violence. Ezekiel 28 says. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. So he went up to the court of Jehovah, the court of Jehovah, because he's a prophetic being. And he went up there and Psalm 8 records the encounter, the whole legal court case. Psalm 8 is an angel talking. Hebrews 2 declares it was an angel earnestly protesting. So what was he protesting? He went into the court of Jehovah and said, O Jehovah, our master, how excellent is your authority in all the earth. You set your glory above the heavens and so forth. And then he says, what is a man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? You made him a little lower than Elohim. He said, you crowned him with glory and gave him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. And he said, he made the sun, moon, and stars with his fingers. He said, you gave him all this, all this power. Who is the son of this man that you would go visit him? Out of the mouth of their babies, from the time they can cry, they can release a sound that will stop the enemy and wow. stop a bad harvest. Who is this guy? Oh, Jehovah, our master, how excellent is your name in all the earth. He was supposed to take this revelation and lift himself up and sing the song of the man. He was supposed to sing the song of the man. And so when he went and did this and lift himself up, 
Isaiah uh, 14, starting in verse 12, you will read the song of the man. Listen what he said. He said, I, I could quote it to you, but I don't want to quote it wrong. And since everybody is listening, because this is the only thing that's going to defeat what the politics are doing, because now you know what's behind the political right now. Mm -hmm. So you get here, and if they've got a prophet, by God, for whatever you do, listen to the prophets right now. For if they have a prophet they're listening to, shouldn't we be heeding yeah, to the prophecies? Totally, totally, Robin. And I'm doing this. I'm showing you scripture by scripture by scripture. Isaiah 14, start in verse 12 and read through uh, verse 16. Put that on the screen and watch what happens. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? This is the prophet Isaiah asking. How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Oh, oh, listen, the song of the man. This was the man's song. He was the family of God. He was the image of God. He was the likeness of God above all angels. And he said, here was his song. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now listen to that. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And then listen to this. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that did shake kingdoms. Now go back up to verse 12. Watch this. He said, how did you fall from heaven, O son, uh, Lucifer, light bearer, son of the morning, the servant of the morning star? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Here's the song. The song should have went like this in verse 13. Go there. I will ascend. The man will ascend into heaven. He's singing the revelation of the man that's coming. The man will exalt his throne above the angels of God, the stars. The man will sit also in the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north by the Almighty, sitting with him in heavenly places. The man will ascend above the heights of the clouds. The man will be in the image and the likeness of the Most High. But he didn't sing that. He substituted Adam's name for I will, mm. I, I will, mm. five I wills. And this is why the occultic world probably uses the word, the number five for the number of death, while the church calls it the number of grace. Now think about this a minute. And the fivefold ministry is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. So then it went on to the next verse, and he said this, uh, Thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. And then the next verse, watch. All they that, that shall narrowly look upon thee, that see thee, shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man? Woe. He sung the song of the man. This right here in verse 16 is the prophecy of the Antichrist. 
He sung the song of the man to bring the man, establish everything for the man to come as himself. And when he did, he sung a song that would turn an angel into a man. And the word throne there means flesh pot. It's in these wordings of throne. And so it means, it says flesh pot, flesh covered crimson. He's saying, I will be, I will have a seed that's part angelic and part man. I am going to make this seed. And he sowed it in the earth when he sang that song right there. And it gave the prophecy that the Antichrist would one day come. And that's what God's referring to in Genesis 3.15. When he said the seed of the woman will step on the seed of the serpent. And now you know what the serpent was offered to help overthrow the man. I will use you, serpent, to bring about the Antichrist. Mm. And so after man fell, they started making giants, trying to, to bring in about the seed of the serpent, mixing it with reptile seed into this. And now COVID is full of reptile seed. Oh, and goodness. so is the shots. And so is everything else concerning it. And it's almost as if they're trying to bring the great prophecy to pass. But wow. what we have to remember is what the seed of the woman did gives us the empowerment as the body of Christ to step on the head of the seed of the serpent. And that would explain why Shiva has cobras coming out from under its arms. That would explain why all of this took place. And people don't realize if you believe in God and you believe in God of the Bible that created it all, these people believe in Lucifer that sowed the seed for the Antichrist to come and they're trying to make it happen and it must control the political world to bring it to pass. And Donald Trump scared the hell out of everybody involved. And without the power of hell in their life, they have no power at all. And he came on the scene and said, I got healed of COVID by taking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all of that. He said, it's a miracle. And all of that is actually anti-venoms that's amazing that's amazing now, all of that is why you see if they have a prophet dear god listen to the prophets of today we're not fools how many scriptures do i have to give to back up everything i just taught how many scriptures do we flow through i mean we went from genesis to revelation and back yeah. to genesis yeah we did well, we went from Revelation to Genesis. We've, we've uh, Jeremiah, Isaiah, well, Revelation. Gen we've, how many scriptures do we need? How many Bibles do we have to wear out to make the church believe what I said? I understand that the world may not understand a lot of things I said, but I fully expect the body of Christ to understand it. I fully, I, I fully and I believe God fully expects them to understand it. There was a time God winked at ignorance, but now he commands all men everywhere to repent. He wow. used to wink at it, but now he commands everybody to repent because there is no excuse. If you got a Bible, you ain't got no excuse. It's good. You don't have an excuse. 
if I can see it in there, you can see it. If I can find it, you can find it. That's good. You just got to spend the time to let the Spirit of God show it to you. Now, having said all of that, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, I believe they triggered the time of the line. Now, the line is not here yet. The wind will tell when he comes. But they triggered it. And the wind will be a sign that knowing you and how things come to pass, it's not going to be hard to recognize the wind when it comes. I think it's going to be something that's obvious, but we just don't know exactly what the wind is. And would that be accurate to say? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, it's wind. It's going to be. Yeah, I agree with that, wind. Steve. Yeah, I, but- I agree with that. And I didn't plan on telling all this today. I didn't know I was going to tell all this today. You know, I didn't have a clue, but the anointing has been on it all day. And I'm trying to see the big picture. I'm trying to navigate prophecy right now. But the one thing people need to realize, I'm trying to navigate between the eagle and the lion and say, well, are you getting it all right? Probably not right this minute about the eagle and the lion and the timing and how it's all going to work. But the, the fact that it's going to be is indisputable. You forget that it is going to happen. And so with all of this that we've been talking about, what I want people to take away from this broadcast is that they know what they're doing. Don't be fooled by people they call a prophet always talking about God, but trying to drag him down a notch. Mm -hmm. They know Robin, they know they're serving Lucifer. They're not, they know, not, Steve. They're not accidentally doing it. They're not no. being inept. They're not being no. accidental. They're intentionally right. trying to openly serve Lucifer. Yeah, they know. They know. And I'm convinced they could not make the statements they make if they didn't know. Yeah. Tell me something. Okay, if CERN building on the temple of Apollo and Shiva and all this stuff going on, then here, here's this. If that's not enough, why did they put the Arch of Baal yeah. in 2016 in uh, Central Park in New York when Hillary was running for president? Why did they put it in, in the park across the street from when Brett Kavanaugh was being dragged through that uh, sham he was pulled through? Why did they put, uh, why did Boris Johnson dedicate an Arch of Baal? Why did they 3D print a thousand of them? And I want to know why they blew up the Temple of Baal in Palmyra, Syria, and left the arch for a while until they could 3D print it and then blew it up. Why did they do all of this? If it's not so, Steve, they know what they're doing. And they know the people now, maybe not everybody, but everybody's being, but they're running their kingdom with greed and vanity, vanity at the top. Greed is the odor of vanity that just filters down and people are being paid off. People are being used. People are being, but as it gets closer to the top, the more truth is known, the more they know what they're doing. And can I just ask this, Robin? God is not looking at this thing in the body of Christ and saying uh, to many, uh, it doesn't matter that you follow the left. I know that Trump is is brazen and he sometimes will say things that you wouldn't say. So it's okay to go ahead and follow Biden. Is God saying that? 
No. And let me tell you, God is still doing battle with that same prophecy. That's the same prophecy. What, is, what happens at the end in the book of Revelation? And tell me something. Who with, who's the only ones in the, in, in the book of Revelation that actually stand in the face of the beast and withstand him? Who? It's two prophets. It's always prophets. Okay? If it's not the same prophecy that's still being fought over, in the book of Revelation, the last thing it says happens to the enemy is the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire where the dragon is. The dragon's cast in all of this stuff. And it talks about they're cast into the lake of fire where their smoke ascends up forever and ever. It's the same fight. And what about Revelation chapter 20? We get over there and it says that, listen to this. I'll show you this. I put up Revelation 20 on the screen. It's amazing that this works this way, isn't it? If we could put that up there, I, I believe it's Revelation 20 I want to look at. Watch this. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit. Oh, there's that pit again with the key. But this one came down from heaven. The other fell. Remember? The other fell from heaven. Now this one comes down. So one is evil, one is not. Mm-hmm. And he said he has the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Watch what he does. Let's see what he binds up, Steve. Next verse. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years. The dragon means a fabulous serpent, a sparkling, fabulous serpent that pulls your gaze off. The old serpent means one who is artfully malicious that causes you pain. The devil is a liar and Satan is the accuser that caught that accuses you of all your failures. And so notice it's serpents and lies that are bound. It's still the same fight. It's still the same fight. God has never quit. He's never let up on the first prophecy. And his enemies know it. Noah Harari knows this. It wouldn't surprise me if he don't know every bit of that, but the book they look at is the ancient prophecies of the dark side Mm. on the back of your $1 bill. And knew it coeptus, norvos orosoclorum. It's, it's coming from a, a Sybil's song from one of Apollo's a favorite Sybil's that was his prophet. And it says the time it's uh, the so- song, the song has, uh, song has been sung and so forth. And it talks about Apollo and it talks about these coming uh, old Saturn's reign uh, being restored, the old Saturn, that's the word for Satan, Saturn, the old Saturn's reign. And it says he will come down and it is thine own son, Apollo. And he's talking about all of this. And when you look at it, that particular symbol is on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel between the prophets of God. And it's a six fingered giant that looks like a transgender looking at a, at a big prophecies 
And this is what they're living on that prophecy. The Anneids of, uh, of Virgil and all of that are prophecies these people are building their life on. And on the back of the $1 bill, that's what's quoted a part of that prophecy. And the eye of Apollo is on the top. And it was put there by a Masonic hierarchy from the presidency. And it's amazing how the president, every time an American president is inaugurated, the Masonic order raises the spirit of Osiris to embody the American president. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's stunning. It's, it's and the, like... hierog- the hieroglyphs on the Egyptian walls show something called the boat of a million years. And it looks like it's got the ar- uh, an Ark of the Covenant type shape on the top of it. But the boat is not a boat at all. On the ends of it are two tornadoes, which are not tornadoes. They are, uh, they are wormholes that bend light. And what the boat of a million years was called, the Tawar, it was to bring the spirit of Osiris from the underworld and bring him up into this world. And they're still using it. And some of the same crap that is still on the, on the Masonic walls in some of the, in the upstairs where the worshipful master sits. Now tell me they don't know what they're doing. They totally know. It's like the masses are the uninformed. We don't know what all of these leaders of the occult. Uh, to me, Robin, it's a, it's one of the most stunning things is that we have the blessing of God at all on this land with all of that stuff being practiced from the money to to the monuments to see, the top. You know, it's yeah, and see, it wasn't the rituals and everything you see of the Masonic order didn't even come into being until the 1800s. It was hijacked. It was it wasn't the same thing that it was when it started and all this. And I'm not defending that. I think it's an abomination before the Lord. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is the nation was created righteous yeah. with a covenant with God. Yeah. And if it wasn't, and you're going to take it all the way back to the founding, then you, then why are we trying to save a wicked nation? Yeah. yeah, the only thing that can explain the blessing that we have and have had is that God is is um, is blessing us in spite of these wicked, wicked it, things. It know? was, yeah, it was the original covenant, Steve, yeah. Yeah. with our founding fathers. You had every one of those guys were almost Bible scholars mm. and they talked constantly and, and about Jesus mm. and they all acknowledged him as Lord. So and good. John Adams would have a Bible studies and the uh, uh, Continental Congress would study the Bible and have three hour prayer meetings. Really? And he would, Oh yeah. And he would write home to Abigail, his wife. And he'd tell her, Abigail, we have been studying Psalm 35 You've got to tell your dad what we found in Psalm 35. And Psalm 35 is the psalm they used to win the war with. And you and her he warned her to tell her father because her father was a pastor. And everything written in the Declaration of Independence had been preached by pastors and evangelists uh, uh, for years and years leading up to that moment. And and when we couldn't uh, settle on our constitution, which is the lion. The, the declaration is the eagle 
The Constitution oh, wow. is the lion that defends it. Wow. And so this is the time of the eagle and the lion. More comes, doesn't yeah. more pieces of the puzzle yeah. starts to show up yeah. in the big picture. Now, do you see the time of the lion oh, yeah, and the, right. and the time of the eagle, the eagle lands means the declaration is settled, but the constitution is the lion that defends the great declaration. And what you just told, I mean, this last minute and a half or two minutes where you do, you just re summarize John Adams and all of the Bible study and Psalms, uh, 35, 35 that, yeah. that explains why all of this wickedness can be going on and God saying, I and still got my hand. Yeah. Yes, because he's looking at the original covenant yeah. made by between those men and him. So when we couldn't settle on the Constitution in uh, 1789, maybe it was, when we couldn't settle, on, I think this incident happened somewhere around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm talking fast, Steve, because yeah. I know we got to go. So here, I'm, I'm looking at your clock. I'm going to say we got three minutes. So I'm trying to do it. Okay, so so here is when they couldn't settle on anything, and it was almost ready to break apart. And you had, I mean, it wasn't going to happen. Benjamin Franklin, with an unscripted speech, he was about 80 years old when he said this. I'm going to paraphrase now because it was a it was a speech that I don't have in front of me. But he was about 80 years old. And in those days, the average lifespan of a man was 35. Wow. 35 years old. And so when he stands up and says, I'm an old man, he meant it. Because at 17, 18, you were middle-aged in those days. And so... Most of the guys that fought the Revolutionary War died in their 50s. I mean, most of them didn't even make it out of their 60s. And so I'll show you how prophetic this is. Now watch this close. And maybe this will make people reignite in their spirit over this great nation. I love this nation. I can weep this nation. I do weep over it. But you have found out today why God blesses us in the middle of wickedness. Mm -hmm. These men knew this. And he's still looking at the original documents. And Benjamin Franklin stood up and said, it has really occurred to me with all of this argument. Why have we not thought to call on our dear friend, the father of lights? He said, we, we appealed to him and right here in this chamber over and over again during the great war and the struggle. And he said, he always answered us. Wow. And he went on and on. He said, why have we not thought to call on him? And he said this, he said, if a sparrow cannot fall without him seeing it, is it possible that an empire rise without his aid? He said, I call for us to call for local clergy to come in here and let's resume our prayer meetings. Jeez. And, and it, when he finished, they, they did it when they started praying again. And so the Republic was built on the Bible. It was all built on the Bible, every word of it. And that's why. He, they asked Mr. Franklin, they said, a lady asked him, said, what kind of Congress did you give us? What kind of country did you give us? 
What kind of constitution, Mr. Franklin? He said, a republic, if you can hold on to it. Because once you get away from the Bible, yeah. you can't have a republic anymore. You can't have that republic that we gave you. And so when you look at these things, and you look at the original declaration, which is the eagle, you look at the constitution, which is the lion that protects the eagle. This is the ideas. This is what we see. Thomas Jefferson said this, and I'm going to close with this now. I'm a minute over, I know. Thomas Jefferson said this, Steve. When he wrote the original copy of the Declaration of Independence, he said, we hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable. That was the words. Wow. They changed it to self-evident. But the original word shows you what Jefferson had on his mind, sacred and undeniable, that all men. Now, Steve, these men had the, had the education equivalent to 20 years of ours. And they, do you think they didn't know what all men meant? Yeah. yeah. They said, we hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable, that all men, black, white, red, you know they yelled, you know they knew what all meant. So it shows you immediately what they're doing. They're creating an eagle view of from God. Now listen, listen, I'm almost done here. They're looking at this view from God, and they're establishing a nation that will abolish slavery. Wow. They knew what they were doing. Thomas Jefferson believed that slavery was an abomination. George Washington did, but it was against the law since they were British colonies to free your slaves unless you died. So when George Washington died, before he did, he called for a piece of paper and he said, I'm not going to make it. He freed every slave because he could do it when he died. And so They said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, all of us, Steve, I could weep over this. All of us were created equal. And he said, with with, uh, unalienable, certain unalienable rights given to us by God, that all men have the rights from God, not government. They get it from God. And he said, the, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it said, if anything ever comes against these rights, then it is the duty of the people to pull that government down and reestablish it because it can never go against these rights of the great declaration. So they drew up a constitution to be the lion that would defend the eagle. The eagle was the vision game. The lion is the written ground game. And God is coming to defend the covenant he made with John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, all these people. He, he's coming to defend his original covenant because they prayed to him. They made a deal with God. We will never change our beliefs and you protect us and you protect it. And so by God Almighty, he's going to protect this nation. He's going to defend it. 
And it's no wonder that the eye, the image of the eagle and the image of the lion is the ones that fly around his throne 24 hours a day. And the ox is the sacrifice of Jesus. And men is the, and the face of a man is the covenants he made in these, these things. There is a true sacrifice. And if we look at these four faces as our nation, then we know the sacrifice of the lamb uh, that fly around. On God's throne. It, it produces the roar of a lion and the, uh, the face of an eagle, and it's all made with men and God. And he sees it 24 hours a day. And if they think that these petty people from hell are going to conjure up some demonic spirit that can come forth and, and de de decapitate and, and de de decrepitate a nation that God has covenant with, they are crazy as the hell they serve. And this is why the lion, and this is when they attacked Mar-a-Lago and God's true anointed king over the nation, our president, we would say, leader. Then it unleashed, it started the time of the lion and the wind will prophesy is coming. And now here's the last thing. When Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died. They both died. Watch this, Steve. 50 years on the 4th of July to the day wow. they signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> wow. The day it was declared on the 4th of July, 1776, 50 years later, both those men died. Thomas Jefferson that morning. John Adams that evening, oh, both man. of them were in their nineties oh, when they man. died. And so I believe when those two men closed their eyes, then this was the last of the founding fathers. There was one more that was older that lived on. And when they asked him about it, what did the 4th of July mean? He said, it's the same thing as Christmas. He said, we celebrate on the 4th of July, what the savior did all those years ago. Wow. We celebrate the freedom he bought. Wow. And I believe when those two men, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote that constitution, John Adams, who, who, who fought and fought and fought until he got the declaration of independence and signed both documents, not all of them signed both, but those two men did. I believe that was an honor. I, there's no telling what they said in their last breaths to God. Yeah. And I believe that God honored that. And that's why it's not going down yet. Will it happen one day? One day the tribulation will come. But this is not that day to let a bunch of satanic devil worshipers take over a nation. If all the people in uniform, military, police everywhere, Coast Guard everywhere, would listen to their heart, they would mm -hmm. know. They would know the oath they took came from God. Oh, so good, so good, Robin. So, go ahead and, and pray as we're go as we're closing. Uh, just because the spirit's on you, go ahead and pray whatever you feel led to pray. Father, I I pray mm -hmm. for the people watching. Yes, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they will be encouraged inside their spirit, and that Lord God, I pray that the song, and I pray. Lord God, that the original intent you had for their lives be realized on the inside of them. Lord God, encourage them to not be afraid. 
Yes, Lord. Lord, let them already feel the breath of the lion and the roar of the lion. Let them already know, Lord, that the eagle is watching and the lion is coming. Lord, to restore things to us. I ask you, Lord God, to encourage them. Mm. And Lord, where the government is, the, the false government, the corrupt government is trying to choke their finances out and beat them into submission. I ask you, Lord, to give them supernatural increase on their lives. Yes, Lord. Lord, because that's the greatest pressure the enemy can bring. Mm. And I give you praise and honor and glory for it. And I ask you all of this in the name above all names, the name of Jesus, Yeshua, HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. 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 Robin, there's no adequate words to thank you, but thank you, thank you, thank you. That was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was anointed. So I'm not going to add any more words to that and, and mark it up. I appreciate you. Love you thank so much. Uh, give our love to your staff. We thank you so much. And uh, a quick reminder, let's see, this is Friday. So Johnny Enlow will be back on Monday, and that will be awesome as always. Thanks again, Robin. We love you. Have a great Shalom, weekend, my brother. We'll see you all later. Shalom. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.